Every podcast has an opening song. This is ours. It's not very long. Chase, I think our opening song needs to be a little bit longer. I'm singing more of our opening song to intro our show called Behind Two Blondes. Hi everyone, my name's Chase O'Donnell. And I'm Savannah Brown. Together we started a comedy duo called Two Blondes. Every week Savannah and I interview a successful 20-something who's pursuing their passion in an attempt to pick up some pointers of our own and hopefully inspire you to get out there and do the same. Today our special guest is Leah Kirsch. Yes, she is a 20-something fashion designer who started her own woman empowerment brand called Millionaire X that has received recognition from Cosmopolitan, Bustle, Huffington Post, and her clothing is now sold in Soho at Don't Ask Why, who's actually owned by American Eagle. We cannot wait to sit down and chat with Leah, but before we do, we need to order brunch. FLU Studios and the Behind Two Blondes podcast are sponsored by Blue Apron. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free, including free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash two blondes, spelled T-O-O, spelled exactly how it sounds. Hi, Leah. Hi, Leah. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for brunching with us. Thanks for having me. Mimosas. Yeah, we're drinking mimosas again. Classic brunch. (laughs) It's a necessity. Necessity. It's a a necessity. (laughs) What's your favorite brunch place in New York? Mm. Mm. Probably... Have you ever been to Felix in Soho? No. On Sundays after brunch, it turns into this big party, but you can really only go in the summer because... In the winter, it's cold, and they open all the doors. Yeah, so, Ooh, but it's fun. We're gonna, gonna write that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gonna write that down. <laughs> um, so, we actually both know you pretty darn well. Yeah. Pretty darn well. <laughs> pretty so, darn well. thank you for coming to chat with us. Uh, but for all of our listeners who don't know who you are, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a fashion designer. How did this happen? Well, I don't really. I wouldn't say that it just happened all of a sudden. I just was always, I call myself a serial entrepreneur, but I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that. That's so good. Yeah, it's just like you just want to always create businesses and start new things mm-hmm. um, from the ground up. So I would say that in college, after I uh, broke up with my boyfriend then, yeah. I had a lot of time on my hands. So one of the things <laughs> I wanted to do was to empower other females to be independent because I got all of this, these questions and how I'm doing, and it, it seems more like overwhelming than it was helpful Mm -hmm. so I decided to that a lot of people were going through the same struggle of breaking up and what to do after so I wanted to um, spread the word about female empowerment and being independent and doing this and that so I started with um, a couple shirts because I was always teaching myself graphic design after Facebook and partying got old so I just kind (laughs) of started watching YouTube videos and um, taught myself that way and um, so I don't really design clothes but I would say I design like um, or I take slogans that are made that have been said and or slogans that I make and put them on clothing. It's amazing. Amazing. Now, this is a funny story, but didn't a magazine or something make the front page about your breakup? Yeah. Yeah, the Fort Forda magazine, Mom magazine. What? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. made it about her breakup. Yeah. And she was like, oh my God, that wasn't the point of the brand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Elite Daily. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, they said how how this 22-year-old um, turned her breakup into a girl power streetwear brand. And I was like, okay. like, she, But that was like one sentence out of the whole interview, and everyone loved it. And everyone's like, wait, we didn't know that Like, all these people were going through these same things. And so 
It worked for you. Yeah, it works. And it's good for other people to know that everyone goes through that breakup. I mean, if you haven't been through a breakup, it's probably coming. <laughs> and it's probably going to happen and it's okay if like it was the worst or if it wasn't that bad. So I think that just recognizing that everyone goes through that and it, it's hard. You're is, not alone. Yeah, yes, exactly. And that's kind of where the name Millionaires comes from. Yeah, well, what happened was there's a Billionaire Boys Club by Pharrell. Oh, I didn't and, know. And um, I was like, I was talking to my best friend from high school and um, I don't know how we were on the phone. We don't really talk that much. But And I was like, why isn't there like a Billionaires Girls Club? Granted, there is now. But... Oh, wow. um, and so I was like, what about, like, a, like Billionaires Girls Club? Obviously, we can't take that. And so we're like, Millionaires Girls Club. We're like, that doesn't sound right. And we're like, Millionaires. So we looked it up. And then there was, like, this Paris Hilton thing. And then the domains were all taken. So we took out the H. And then there was the one in the middle. So it was like, you're one in a million. Love and so it. I was like, yeah. ooh. And I just made my own word, which is cool. And all the domains were also available. So <laughs> it kind of all flowed together. One in a million. Yeah. Now, do you also, because I can is another big slogan that's really worked for you. Yes. Yeah. Um, where did that come from? Where that was, was that? just, I think my brother pointed that out that I said that all the time. You do. And um, <laughs> so because people ask me like, why are you doing that? What, you know, this and like all questions, why are you wearing that? And I was just, it was so obvious. It's like, because I can, because I want to. And it's just like, that was the answer to like, you know, it was like, People would ask, why, why, why? It's like, because I can. That's the answer. Like, just keep Everything. asking why, and that's my because answer every time. I can. Because yeah. I can. That's very uh, woman empowering. Did mm-hmm. you always know you wanted to be in the fashion industry, or did this just come about when you uh, had your breakup? You were like, I'm going to put it on clothes. Um, I was studying finance at Fordham University. So different. Yeah, right. I know. Whenever <laughs> I tell people that, they're like, wait, hold up. Um, <laughs> Which probably comes in handy, handy. now. Exactly. Yeah. It created a very nice um, foundation, obviously, to be able to manage numbers. But both my parents are engineers, so that's kind of always also my blood. But I came to New York because I loved fashion. I was interning at Louis Vuitton and Chanel and Monique Lullier. Oh, wow. So my goal or my idea, what I thought I was going to do was put them together. Um, And it ended up, I I was able to do that, but not in a corporate way, in kind of uh, my own way. Uh, in a smaller way. And you, you started this like during college. At yeah. At 22, you or even younger. I think younger. it was, yeah. I was 21 because I remember we had our launch party and I was like, yeah, I can drink and we can post these pictures of drinking because it was illegal. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it was when I was a uh, senior, summer to my senior year. And you must have been the youngest one in any meeting you went to, any time you worked with anyone how did you hold your own and uh, not feel inferior to these companies that you were working for? Yeah, I get that question a lot. And I think that, that it's, it's just really a mindset. You know, if if you feel nervous or you are acting inferior, people are going to treat you that way. It's just kind of inevitable, huh. even if they don't like people aren't set out to do that intentionally. But if you act that way, then people are naturally going to treat you that way. And like, Luckily, I had a lot of support and a lot of help, and I was really blessed to be put in touch with all these people. I mean, needless to say, I told everyone about it, and so I I could feel if people were kind of on my side or going to help or not going to be inferior to me or go out of their way to treat me mm-hmm. um, less than. So, um, of course, I kind of set out on my own to make sure I didn't put myself in those positions, but to answer your question, I definitely think that it's the mindset and how you feel about yourself and act in your own way. Yeah. Now, you said you were, were you interning at these places that you were talking about? Yes. And during school. During school, yeah. your senior year. All, junior. Th- all throughout college. All throughout I was college. All, I always had an internship, except my 
my first semester of my freshman year when I moved to New York. Okay. Now, did you hate it? Because I hear mixed mixed reviews about internships. Um, my first internship was at PR Consulting, and it was brutal. It was only one day a week, but I told her, I was like, you can't go wrong with an extra set of hands. I was like, I'm a quick learner. Just <laughs> Oh, so you kind of forced your way into Oh, yeah, internship. because there's there's no other way. They, they yeah. say, like, you have to know someone or you're you're just like, no. Shit out of luck. So and you I was really like, <laughs> just went for it. Oh yeah, and I told her I was like, you, I was like, I promise. And if you, I was like, if I screw up, if I do anything wrong, oh, you can just tell me to leave, and I won't. No hard feelings. Of course, <laughs> it ended up being that was, it was so brutal, and I kept my word. It was like, got there at eight a.m., didn't leave sometimes until eleven p.m. Oh, I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was my only day off, and I had a job, and I was a full time student, and I had a boyfriend, so it was a a full load. But I was like, yes, I love this. This is New York. Wow. Um, so. That right there shows that you're going to be successful in my eyes. At that age, seeing you oh, yeah. go and just be like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Give me this job. Yeah. I'm I'm exactly what you need. I feel like if you have Path that attitude, no matter what, you're going to be successful. And I'm not surprised <laughs> hearing that story because you have such a successful yeah. brand. And you just went in and were like, okay, yeah. I want it. <laughs> I feel like I'm very scared doing that. Yeah. I have a very tough Most time. Most people are, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being like, you need me. I'm the best. And that's the mindset you need. And that's so yeah. crucial. So yeah. I love hearing that story. It's yeah. inspiring. It wasn't, yeah, now thinking back on it, I was like, maybe those weren't the right things to say. <laughs> I don't know if I would say to someone, just tell them that. But um, if you really feel like you can do it, like you you can't. Nothing was yeah. really hard. It was just the hardest part was staying awake. Like at lunch breaks, I was like, "Whoa, I just want. I would rather nap than eat." So oh. did they Sometimes. end up letting you go? Like you said, if if they need to. Yeah, no, but I stayed there. And actually, that internship, my boss knew worked at Louis Vuitton, and that led me to Louis Vuitton. Oh, okay. And then my boss at Louis Vuitton knew my boss at Chanel, and oh. so it was really important to keep all these connections. And I was very sure I was a hard work, and I was doing everything right. And if I wasn't, I created a relationship with my mentors there and my bosses there that they could tell me if something was wrong. So I had very um, good relationships with everyone. And luckily that really set the, set the like put my foot in the door for all these other fashion experiences mm-hmm. and all these internships. And, you know, it's, it's like that's something you can really be proud of because in a lot of other inter- internships that I had, it was through my parents or my dad and his company. So it's nice to really feel like you can you did something on your own because yeah. of your skills. I'm that so you have. young. Yeah. I'm so young. Did you ever see yourself maybe climbing to the top in these places, or did you always see yourself creating something else? No, I always saw myself yeah climbing to the top. Climbing Absolutely. To the top. I was like, oh well, this is why I'm doing this, and yeah. I couldn't decide because I always loved Louis Vuitton from a young age. I'm not sure why. Um, it's great design. Yeah. It's Louis Vuitton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now I would definitely say that like I'm more of a Chanel girl. Uh, I think you kind of grow, you know, you're yeah. out of it. Um, I still love the, the brand and the people and they're, they're, they're I mean, it's genius, right? But um, I always saw myself going to the top, like being in finance, but working in fashion, being able to allocate the numbers mm-hmm. um, to clothing and where these are all going. So that's, that's just what I saw, thought. And I loved it. But then... I had an internship at Harper's Bazaar, which was the summer to my senior year, and I went in and I wanted to see the other side of publication because I was in PR, so I wanted to see how everything, um, all the samples were used and how they were shot and all the press and everything. Oh, amazing. And I went my first day and I stuck it out, um, and it was, there was like girls crying and I I, I just couldn't be a part of that. And um, oh. yeah, so I ended up quitting and then I was like, I told them that I was leaving. Wow. Um, and 
and they didn't even care. They were just like, okay, there's a lot of other girls that would like this position. And I said, that's good because they should have it, not me. Wow. That was true. Like, I... You were just, just a quit? Yeah, it was... You have such a great... Oh, <laughs> I need so many pointers from you. <laughs> well, because you can, because I knew I could, like, what because was the worst that's going to happen? Because you can. <laughs> it's amazing. You just quit. So you are doing good... Yeah, but if that was so hard for me. <laughs> it, does, so it doesn't matter if it's hard or not. It's, it's right. you know, if it's hard or if it's easy, it's still you still do it, you know? Yeah. And it gets easier or maybe it gets harder. And you quitting kind of led you into this path. Right. So I had all this time and I was like, okay, I'm going to lose my mind because I'm always like, you know, I kept always, always keeping busy. And so I was helping my parents selling furniture. I don't know why, where was this was going. So I had all these Craigslist and I had all these spreadsheets and I was like, okay, but this is still kind of boring. Like, oh my God. My parents were like, we'll give you 10% of the sales. I was like, okay. No. <laughs> I was okay, that's fine, but that's like, that's so unsatisfying. So I ended up talking to my best friend, um, Jocelyn, and she told me that her friend's boyfriend was a screen printer, and so I talked to him. And before all this, I was making websites, and it was very easy. I love the computer and all that. So I knew I could build a website, but I didn't know anything about screen printing. And, um, so he really helped me and walked me through that. I'm not sure why he took all the time to do it. It wasn't that much time, but it, was, it wasn't necessary for him to do that. Right. He did it for free. Well, he yeah. was just giving you. His name is Sal. Sal. Yeah, he's okay. a hand screen printer in Brooklyn. He runs his whole business. Incredible. Yeah, and so I started off with, he was like, your family, I'll give you a family price. Like, uh, so he didn't charge me $12 a shirt. He charged me like a normal price if you were getting 100 or 500 shirts printed. Wow. Um, so I was really lucky to come upon that opportunity. But I think that with some Google searching, you could probably find something similar to that. But luckily that fell into my lap and made it, you know, saved me a lot of time. Yeah. A lot of time. And people helping you, which is always yeah. nice. And it's kind of you just, once you decide this is what you're doing, things kind of fall into yeah. place. There's little right. you kind of, blessings you, all yeah. around. You subconsciously like create these opportunities and manifest these things if you really want something to be done. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a moment um, where you were just like, man, that was really good, or or I, I I'm proud of myself for that. Or oh. is there a specific moment, a game changer, in a your game career? changer? Oh. Maybe not even a game changer, uh, just something that you're proud of, I guess. Well, I recently dropped a whole denim line, which you guys saw. Yes, I'm obsessed. Um, and that was a huge game changer because I really felt um, like an actual artist and yeah. you know kind of a designer, even though the, all the clothes were all the jackets were vintage. That was a true game changer mm -hmm. because I felt that I could take something and put my touch on it and sell it. And I was very worried that people weren't going to respond well to it because all the shirts on my site are $36. So if yeah. I'm selling jackets for $200, that's a huge step. But the reason you're selling them, you're you were doing them by hand. Oh, yeah. They take so long. 16 to 20 hours. Yeah. They're very <laughs> time consuming. <laughs> it makes sense. And it's like your sanity, too. It's not just the time. Like, the hours in your day or the Jeez. nights and on top of that I was running a whole business right it wasn't just like I wasn't just freelancing for something mm -hmm. um, and so then we had a whole shoot and it was really um, thought out and that was the first time I kind of took the time to do that most things were just like yeah let's put some shirts on here you know yeah. um, like really guerrilla marketing guerrilla working um, so this time it was a little bit different and I was worried that that wasn't going to work because I never did that before but we got reposted by Hype Bay which is one of the biggest um websites in streetwear especially for girls and so that what I that's when I felt like it was very game-changing for me because I felt like this is you know we're playing with in the big leagues now mm -hmm. you took a chance and it worked yeah yeah and, worked. and a question 
that I'm curious about, I'm sure all our listeners are as well. Um, how, how did you start getting this recognition? Was it organic? Was it you just, uh, putting your stuff up, stuff up online and people, uh, like organically finding it? Or did you really have to go out there and, uh, Facebook ads and press and publication? How did it all happen? I was very lucky to, and this is how everything kind of happened where, um, why I thought that I could use Instagram to market everything and sell things. And that's exactly how it happened. But I, I was really lucky enough to get on Instagram right before it took off. So that's 2012, 2013, right around there. Yeah. I don't know. Was, is that when it really took off? <laughs> Chase knows YouTube dates when, when it took wow. off. 2006. Instagram um, when it took no, off. No, I feel like uh, Instagram came about like right in college. So yeah, that's, yeah, it 2012. did. Yeah. I remember I posted an Instagram and it was like this cool creative picture of the side of my glasses. And then I was like, this is stupid. Why? Why? What's the point of this? Like just a gallery of photos that you're posting. And then I went back and I was like, this is a cool photo. And then I was like, okay, I like this idea. But I started posting pictures of um, my outfits. And then that kind of took off. And so that's where I thought I could make my own stuff because people wanted to buy what I was wearing. So I kind of leveraged that. But um, to answer your question, I really I, – I just connected every day, all day, any free time I had with just everyone on online, every female empowerment because it was a little less mainstream than it is now. Um, and I – Ended up just making friends with all these photographers, all these girls who love the stuff, and everyone loves free stuff. So I would send them shirts, and they wow. would they would photograph, and um, it and, was you just hustling, yeah, that's, on yeah. social media, yeah. And then I would making do followers. these giveaways and tag your friends and do all, all these things. Are yeah, like on every right blog, how to grow a business. But back then, it was like okay, how to you know. So it was just for me. I was like, yeah, like this is how people are going to wow. become aware of the now, brand. You did like, um, you'll, you'll know exactly. I think what I'm talking about, a club or something where you, bec- you could become uh, a millionaire. Influencer. A million- yes. Yeah. And that was brilliant. You yeah. told me about that one day and I was like, wait, yeah, that's and, new. And that was with all the girls. She sends them stuff. You yeah. Take pictures. And that's yeah. exactly what you're just saying. But to me, that was just like, you were going to take a chance and spend money on that was your way of marketing yeah. in a way instead uh-huh. of just a Facebook ad or something. Right. Sending them stuff. I, I did. Yeah, that that's still a going chance. on and that's huge. Wow. That's really – it's a good way to have girls inspire other girls and feel like they're making a difference in their own way even if it's like just to their friend or in a smaller way. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's really – it's actually a, like a really beautiful thing. I think it's like encouraging them to be our artists. Too, yeah. Because they're sending you yeah. such creative photos. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, to take the – yeah, to take the chance and also to feel like they're part of something. And Like you said yeah. earlier, like they're not the only one going through it. Mm-mm. And if they need help or if they need advice, you know, mm-hmm. they can send us an email or something like that. Um, but I also did have some help with Facebook ads, someone who wanted to invest his own time. Wow. Um, yeah. So like those kind of opportunities like, fell into my lap. But, you know, a lot of other opportunities didn't. So, uh, you know. 50-50. Yeah. yeah. For people listening, like I think that it's important to know that you, you hear these all these stories and they're like, oh, well, she got lucky with that and this and that. It's like, no, there's a lot of struggles that people don't see or don't hear about that. Were there, is there any specific... Uh, time where you felt like this is just so hard I want to give up and just work for Louis Vuitton and um, have an like easier like every path. day <laughs> <laughs> probably no not every day but there's definitely like 
a lot of moments more than, of course, you know, it's like your highlight reel that everyone sees now. Yeah. Right. Everyone the, sees yeah. the Cosmopolitan, yeah. the Huffington Post. Oh my Post. gosh. Yeah. All these pictures that are, you know, Gorgeous. that take 15, <laughs> you know, there's like, no, that's not the first photo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not, no one really talks about that. It's kind of known and you know in the back of your head. But even just recently, when was it? Um, I think I told you, Savannah, about yeah. it. It was so funny. It was like, I stayed up all night. I don't know why. I was just like laying in bed. I was in LA with my mom and... My mom went to sleep, and I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Why can't I design something? What, like?" And I was like frantically, and then I, I woke up, and I started just writing just nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then I kept calling one of my friends, and um, he finally picked up because he was in New York, or I don't know what the story was, or he was in Paris. And I was like, what? I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not doing something right. I was like, I can't come up with a new design. Oh, this is us every day. Yeah, yeah. And I was <laughs> Literally like, literally, story of my life. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, this is the things that no one talks about. No, though. they don't. But just frantic. And normally, I'm not like that bad. And he was like, What's going on? Did you stay up and party? Are you doing drugs? What's? And I was like, No. I was like, I'm just, I'm just, I just feel like I'm not doing something right. I'm worried. <laughs> and he, and then I was like, Oh, but my period's coming tomorrow. <laughs> And he was like, okay, so, you know, but then it's so, I think yeah, that's how you. This is so, this is my life. <laughs> but that's real, you but know. I also feel like, I feel like I truly went through a quarter life crisis last year. Because <laughs> we're in careers. we like, They're real. Let's hit on that again. Because I just feel like it's, it's really tough not having this, like, this path that's laid out for you. Whereas my friends in college that went into jobs that have security where if you can just like build your way up even if you did just work at Louis Vuitton there's kind of this security you have knowing that okay if I keep doing this yeah I'll get to a point where I'm going to be financially stable and live a nice life right whereas you start this company of your own or you start creating your own things and there's no security that says you're Mm -mm. going to make it and you're going to be okay it could die out it could um, just be a You could struggle phase. for your life. You, I mean, it's just, like, really scary thinking about You could die broke. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, I, sometimes I think, I'm, wow, I could just go to a job and work. I mean, that's the 80-20 rule, right? Yep. Like, 80% of the – 20% of the people make up 80% of the work. You know, so a lot of the people, like you said, you could just go through the motions. And you would live, like, a stable, quote-unquote, life, you know, if that makes if that makes you happy. I respect those yeah. people, unfortunately. I'm I think Unfortunately, I'm not. Yeah, one of those. It would make me happy. But I, also, <laughs> but I also think that I'd be like, oh, my God, what if I never tried? Yeah, exactly. Because you kind of can always – you can always go back to that. You can always go back right. to it, but what would I be feeling if I didn't actually yeah. pursue it? And I think right. I'm happier pursuing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and it takes a chance, and that. But for me, it, t- it would take a chance to go work in a corporate company. So, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, you took a chance to do this," and like, yeah, but it would take a really the same chance to go work. Yeah. But it would be awesome to have just like a stable income that you could just rely just on. Keep like, <laughs> yeah. like I don't, you know, I don't keep any money. Like, Leah that's also so crazy. invest it back into your company. No, she literally just spoils everyone she goes out with. <laughs> She's the most uh, generous human being I've ever met. This is just a quick reminder that FLU Studios and the Behind Two Blondes podcast are sponsored by Blue Apron, which we are so grateful for. So grateful. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free, including free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash two blondes. That's spelled T-O-O. Exactly. Do you consider yourself a millennial? Do you like the name millennial? Do you associate with that? For some reason, I really do like I love it. it. <laughs> yeah, I think they're. And I was just listening um, to the book 
called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Part of my French. No, I love it. Um, and oh, I've read that. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, I was I really listening. needed that. Book. Yeah. <laughs> Good for a quarter life yeah, crisis. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never went through quarter life crisis. Knock on wood or whatever. Well, yours might be coming yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. No, don't speak like to me. Like you said, I'm about to be 25. Um, <laughs> and it was about all the good things and the bad things of the internet. And so, I I really identify with being a millennial in a lot of the internet ways, especially because that's how I started mm-hmm. Millionaires. Mm-hmm. And I think it has a lot of positive, a lot. I mean, people say that this is the best time to be living in the world with the internet. Um, I mean, maybe in America. Um, but at the same time, I'm very close to my mom and my dad and a lot of older people. Yeah. So I do have those traits and I'm very like they've instilled a lot of other um, beliefs and morals in me that are maybe traditional, mm-hmm. quote unquote, or old school. But I definitely would call myself a millennial and um, I don't think there's anything wrong with well, that. Well, even you were saying, oh, like a huge reason your company grew so much is because you were able to know how to make a website, how to uh, gain followers on Instagram, all things that our generation actually like thrive in. Uh-huh. We were very lucky to have like been around right when these things were starting so we mm-hmm. could pick it up and learn it because it is difficult for yeah. the generations that didn't oh, grow up with them. I mean, so- as much as I make fun of my mom, like I, I'm very proud of her for learning it. And my dad, even though he comments on weird things on Facebook, and I'm like, that was a private comment or that yeah. was not private. But or for baby why. boomers, I think, do you, are either of your parents baby boomers? Both. Yeah. Both of your parents. My mom's a yeah. Gen X. My dad's a baby boomer. And oh, that's such a okay. – my mom gets it right away. Oh. She gets Facebook. She gets Instagram. Oh. She gets me. I didn't realize there's a difference. There's a – my mom's <laughs> – 54. It's just like a few. It's just yeah. barely. She's on the okay. cusp. My oh. mom's 54. Dad's 64. Okay. So I think 55 is the end of Gen X. So old. So old. Just kidding. Sorry, parents. Sorry, parents, for telling your ages. <laughs> sure, they'll be listening. <laughs> well, We're I proud of that, you. I had that stand-up joke about like. Oh, God. can you tell it? Tell it, please. Well, I ha- I can't quite remember the wording, but just like. That baby boomers, like, they really don't know how to use an iPhone, but it's not like they're not capable because they've really mastered Facebook. (laughs) Because my parents love Facebook. They just, they really do get that one. Oh, yeah. But they have a really tough time yeah, maybe working because an iPhone. smaller or something. Um, the Zoom? <laughs> they can't see it. <laughs> they need glasses. Well, Instagram just added yeah. Zoom. That was for the Gen X baby boomers. It has to be, because my mother the and Gen X baby boomers <laughs> needed that let's just, one. Let's just combine them. I was showing my mom a wedding Pinterest last night. Folks, listening, I'm getting married, and these are my bridesmaids. Um, <laughs> woo! But my mom was trying to Zoom on Pinterest, and she's like, they really need to add Zoom, like Instagram. I was like, oh, steps for mom. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram's out of the Zoom. Pinterest hasn't yet. So get on it. Um, oh, so good. So true. So, yeah. so bad. So uh, next segue. Um, you are your own boss. You don't have anyone to tell you what time you need to clock into work and what time you need to clock out. Do you have a tough time? Uh, do you feel like you constantly have to be working because of that? Do you feel like you can be more relaxed because of that? What's like a day in the life look like of Leah Kirsch? That's a really tough question. I would say it's probably normally a little chaotic (laughs) just because my brain is chaotic. Um, And that's also, you know, people always say, oh, you can relax. You have a lot of freedom. But at the same time, it's very stressful because you don't have anyone holding you accountable. I mean, 
I used all my own money, so it's not like I have investors who are saying you need to make you need to make X equal Y or X you know turn into Y. Um, so I think that that is um, very very stressful, and it does make you feel like you always need to work, which makes you sleep mm-hmm. more poorly. Um, Because you're kind of nervous all the time. Because you don't have that nine to five saying, okay, now you're done for the day, go to yoga. No, right. And people like check their emails and there's like, he's like, oh, let's go do these things from their friends. It's like my emails are are always. Always. Yeah, most of the things. And all Instagram, everything I do, it's a reflection of a business that I'm making. It's Mm -hmm. not. It's your life. Yeah. 100%. It's not like. Work and social mm -hmm. aren't really separate. It's no. No, I've been out with Leah and she has a notepad ready. Yeah. (laughs) Any ideas? She's writing down. Yeah. People are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working. I feel like. like, But it's fun. So, you know, it's like the, the epitome of when work is your life, but when you love what you do, it never feels like you work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's just that like, uh, I have a problem and I know, my sister has the same problem and I'm sure you do where it's like when can you turn it off when can you feel like okay I'm out with friends am I allowed to just enjoy this moment or do I like I constantly feel like if I am enjoying a moment I have to be doing a hundred other things right now I don't have time for this blah 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 and it's like learning to turn that off Mm -hmm. and like just enjoying the present moment when we can yeah yeah, I haven't learned that yet. I guess that wasn't a question. Right. I, guess, I just that was a <laughs> my expression. expression. No, it's true. It's true. It's hundred percent. I have true. a tough time. With it's that. just what moments. What do you want to remember most about your life? And I think it's remembering no days guaranteed. And I know that's going really dark. But do you care more about success or your friendships? And it's just allotting an, a percentage to each mm-hmm. time of your day and. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with it, too. I think all of us do. But do you want to remember the moment where you're out having drinks with your girlfriend and helping her through a tough time? Or is is two blondes more important? Or this, this, and this? And I think if you have a good company and good friends, all of them will always remember if you... If you... Um, if they know you well, you'll be able to figure out they need space right now or they need to work on their business. I'm going to let them go. Yeah. It's just making percentage it's almost like doing your calendar finding the balance finding the balance yeah. in life yeah but what do you want your life to be composed of right composed is that the right word mm-hmm. yeah good no that was beautiful that was a very big ramble said. yeah no, that was a ramble i think we all just had but a moment guys, yeah <laughs> whoa now i need to like really i hope all you guys know me well enough no but like you said like so ramble. If, sorry guys a good part of my life is helping people through these breakups and and mm-hmm. this and that you know turning your um broken heart into art and so that's a big part of my life is helping people do that and even so when I am socializing or talking to people of course you can you know that's sometimes not a part of it but it is a big part of it because I feel that um I maybe not enjoy it but I enjoy helping people get through it Mm -hmm. and then that does translate into business yeah Mm -hmm. so it's you know it is kind of turning your broken heart into art okay so what is this person going through how can we empower this person Mm -hmm. which going back again to what you said is she's probably not the only one going through this so how can we help all these other people and if you have like some kind of presence online Mm -hmm. you have to I mean it's an artist's responsibility to use that platform and share it with everyone mm-hmm. even if it's not about a breakup if it's about you know just getting out of bed in the morning like yeah. you're not the only one who struggles with that like not the only and one. you sometimes feel guilty like and for me like I'm like wow I feel I feel awful like why can't I get out of bed it's like okay wait I forget that there's millions of other people who are just like wow I don't want to get out of bed today yeah so I think that 
Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a tangent of what you said. Do you still... No, no, no. I loved it. It made sense of what I said. <laughs> um, do you respond to every Instagram message, emails? Do you have fan mail? Like, what are you <laughs> dealing, dealing with? Because you're doing our podcast, but of yeah, course, yeah. we're your friends. But um, I say... I would say... There's... Yeah, there's... I think a lot of... There's not really fan email... There's some people who respond and say, oh, my God, I love this. But it's mostly on Instagram where yeah. they comment and they're just like, thank you for this. Like, I needed this today. And I that's that. kind of what my goal is to – because that's what I look out to do. You know, it's like even someone calls you or texts you and just like, hey, I'm thinking about you. love you. It's just like that's kind of what – it's maybe a little more impersonal, but um, – It does the same thing. Yeah, for other people. Um, do you say yes to everything? Oh, yeah, mostly, unless it's totally that. irrelevant. But I think that's a millennial thing. Yeah, because yes. it's like, why why not? You know, because I can because say I yes. Can. Yeah. Because I can. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. Full circle. Um, where do you see, if there were no, like, if failing was not an option, where would millionaires be in 10 years? Um, well, I would say... Failing isn't really an option because you never really fail. You know, it's corny, but you either learn or, or what is it? The, what's the quote? You mm, learn or I'm grow bot- from every. I'm just, I'm just yeah, yeah. So it's like you, you. So if you do lose, if you fail, Even you learn from if it. You f- if you win, you win, and if you fail, you still win because yeah. you took a risk. Yeah, and, and you from learn it. from it. You just found a way that didn't work, right? Mm-hmm. Like I the read Thomas that in the artist way today yeah. on my way here, <laughs> and I circled it and highlighted it. Um, so what was the question? Where do you see yourself in oh, 10 years? Oh, I really, really hate this question. I detest this question. You'd be 34. Yeah. Just um, in, in 10 years, well, I'd be like almost turning 35. No, in 10 years, I would definitely. It's a long time. Yeah. Maybe I, five. Yeah. <laughs> I accomplished one of my goals, which is to get an office. So I would say I want to keep that and have like a real solid team where I have people on payroll and, you know, people doing graphics, people, you know, doing email newsletters, people doing designs. Right now I don't really do collections. So I want to start doing collections and um, going to trade shows and doing that kind of thing. Love that. Yeah. Was the jean uh, a collection? Yeah. The denim brand? Yeah. That was, was your first collection? Kind it of? was kind of, it was a collection, but it was also like a small brand under Millionaires. Yes. So like that was like how I'm a CEO entrepreneur. Like right now I'm working on another collection, but at the same time it's kind of like a mini brand yeah. under Millionaires. So those are kind of all confusing things for me, but... It works. You're deciding it, what yeah. you want to do. It doesn't have to be, like, everything is in black and white, and I feel like that's where people forget. Like, Amelia Earhart said, she's like, the most efficient way, or the most effective way to do it is just to do it. Because it's okay to have things change down the road, and people get super nervous about that, which is normal, but I hope, mm. like, people listening, they're, they're kind of just like, whoa, just, just, you know, I mean, that's Nike, just do it, but that's, like, so vague. It's like, just, if you just try something and then go... So the next step, the Don't next just step. Do it, do it because you can't. Yeah. Sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, did you, this, uh, I haven't talked to you about it in a while, so I'm not sure what's happening with it, but you got asked by a company in London to create a collection. Yeah, well, they wanted to see my um, fall winter 2017 collection. Are you working on that, or have you decided to go a different way? So I did that. Um, and you did we're, do that. Yeah, well, well, yeah, so I designed some new stuff, but... Um, and I had a designer who helped me tremendously. It's not, it's, you know, it's very, it's a team effort, truly. Like, any great thing mm-hmm. uh, is definitely, a team is needed for that. Um, so I created that, and we're kind of in the works because the ordering is going on now, the ordering process for the autumn-winter for this, the it's end amazing. of this year. 
Yeah. Incredible. So that's great because things are growing on their own. And it's saying yes to everything because you can. Yeah. And I think with that, we should cheers. Cheers. To Amelia Hareheart, just do it to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And Nike, just do it. Yeah. Amazing. And follow Leah Kirsch on Instagram, at Leah Kirsch. And her website is millionaires.com if you like to get any clothing. And catch us next week on Behind Two Lines. That's our show, and now we're saying so long. Tune in next time on Behind Two Blondes. The Behind Two Blondes podcast is brought to you by FOU Studios and recorded at Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens. The show was created and written by Chase O'Donnell and Savannah Brown. This episode was produced and edited by Jeffrey Shimmer. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited, LLC. I'm Brian Walters, the senior producer here, and on behalf of everybody who worked on this show, we'd like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To learn more, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com. Boom! Boom.